When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, I got speed. Welcome to the Hollywood Pipeline Podcast. I am Dax Holt. And I'm Adam Glenn. Thank you for subscribing. Thanks for listening. Dax, thank you for being with me today. <laughs> hey. <laughs> the best part is I like our listeners won't know, but uh, you just got done like running back to your car because you just shot someone in the streets. Yeah, well, God, that's, that's why so I have you so much energy. Video like, tape someone right in the now. streets. I just got uh, I just got Caitlin Bristow and her new boyfriend, the guy from the. She was the Bachelorette, and he's the Bachelor. You probably know the. I don't know these people. Yeah, like that. yeah. Are, no, right? I, that's when I used to. I used to watch the Bachelorette. That was a good season when she was when her and Sean got together. But uh, she's no longer with Sean. She's with someone else now. Yeah, she's with this new guy. So I just got them walking to New York City, arms around each other. As far as I know, this could be like the first, besides Instagram, the first visual shot of them kind of like walking around. But uh. You know, people love them. People love that show. And uh, I had a tip that they were in Midtown. I went searching. I just found them. Literally, I just got them like five minutes ago. So you get excited. Nice. There's such a rush uh, from getting these people. Like, it's it's exciting. Like, it's 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 awesome. It's fun. You know, it, it wasn't planned. It was in uh, – it was pretty cool. So I just got well, I'm them. I'm glad you were able to gonna... make it to the podcast because I was getting a little nervous because I kept calling and I'm like, all right, he's not picking up. What are we going to do today? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was. I stopped picking up his calls. I'm like, oh my god, please, like, uh, let me just get this now. Like, it was pretty close. It was, it was kind of close. I'm not gonna lie, but uh, it worked out to be really well. Hopefully, I'm able to sell it. Maybe the Hollywood pipeline wants to use it. Maybe but, uh, <laughs> we'll see. I'm telling you, someone well, out there will like the video. I promise. And I do want to remind people, we've got so many great things up on the website. Um, so definitely don't forget to check out HollywoodPipeline.com. Lots of interesting photos that I put up of Neverland Ranch and what it looks like these days. You know, because all the, you know, there's a lot of stuff going around with that uh, Leaving Neverland documentary that came out. Everyone's talking about the the ranch and what went down years ago or what allegedly went down years ago. Um, so a lot of interest around that property. So I put up a bunch of photos because they were taken yesterday. So if you want to see what it looks like, head on over to HollywoodPipeline.com. Uh, but we got a lot of good stuff. And Dax, hey, well, I was going to ask you, what are they doing with that ranch right now? Like, what is there? I saw the photos, but what is there right now? Well, it's just literally like his house, and they're they're actually maintaining it. There were gardeners out there on the property making sure that the bushes were still trimmed back. And I'm like, what are you guys doing? Like, they, it's just a property that's – like, open it as a museum or something. Do something interesting with it because God knows I would pay $20 to go in and check out that place. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's I – mean, now, those photos, because it's very – it's an interesting view. Were they from a drone? Was it from a helicopter, do you know, or – yeah, I believe it's a helicopter that was flying over. Um, but, you know, it's like, I, I'm just always curious because all, like I said, all the amusement rides are gone, but they're still maintaining it. So, like, there has to be some goal at the end of the day of what the hell they're going to do with this because no one's purchased it for the ridiculous, like, $100 million or whatever they wanted for it. So, that's what I'm thinking. Open it up. 
I know I would go up there and check it out. I've wanted to check it out for a long time. Can you imagine you get to see like the little secret room that's in in Michael Jackson's like bedroom and stuff like that? Like people would pay huge money to go in there, and they could they could easily make back their hundred million dollars or whatever. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'd be very curious, but I'm also curious about this documentary coming out and how it affects his, you know, his legacy. legacy you know, I mean, Absolutely. that's huge. I mean, do people are people if potentially how the public sees it, you know, and sees him, you know, as a pedophile, are people still going to want to go to his house? I mean, are people sort of there, or, or are we well, celebrating? Listen, they, what he did. They do tours. They do tours of places where people were murdered. So yes, I think that that doesn't take away the intrigue. People will still want to go and check it out. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I think that it will hurt his legacy a little bit. You know, he, listen, he was acquitted on all of that stuff, but it's now being presented in a very different light. Yeah, it's cool. That's, uh, it's so, pretty interesting. I love the photos on the site, but, too. They were great. But on that note, so I've got a really uh, fun guest today. I haven't told you much about him because I want it to be a little bit of a surprise. But uh, this guy has been in the industry for a very long time as a photographer, a paparazzi. Um, and interestingly enough, he has actually been to Neverland Ranch before. So I'm Oh, gonna my bring God. Hopefully guest. as an adult, not as a kid. <laughs> I don't know what he <laughs> I get it. There. That was good. That was good, right? <laughs> but uh, his name is Joe Spaley, and uh, Joe, welcome to our our podcast. Thanks for joining us. Hey, how you doing, Joe? Thanks for doing it, man. I appreciate it. So you actually been to the the you've been to Neverland Ranch. You were filming it. You were working it. What were you doing there? Um, it was a while back, and we had gone there uh, just because we got an invite. Uh, so essentially, we just went and looked around with a bunch of other media and fans and all that. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Is this, uh, is this like post-MJ living there before? I mean, you got to give us some kind of reference point of like at what time did you go? Uh, this would have been, I want to say, around 2007. Okay. So I'm definitely out of the house by that point. Yeah. And uh, they were just trying to figure out what all was going on there. So it was it was kind of weird in that sense. There were all the rumors going around about uh, what had been going on there. And I think that's why they had people, uh, media and uh, fans come in just to look around and check it out and see it wasn't that uh, crazy of a place. What What is around the area? Like, you have the ranch, but is there anything around it? Is there cool houses around there? Is it that many acres? Like... How big is this property we're talking about? It's pretty huge. Uh, there's nothing else around it, as far as I remember. Uh, you go quite a ways off of the beaten path, and suddenly you're in this uh, Neverland Ranch place. And uh, that's about it for that area. So when when you went there, like, did they still have any furniture inside of the house? Or, like, did, were you allowed into the home? Where, like, where, where were the boundaries? Uh, only outside. They did not let people inside. Uh, you could oh, look at the windows outside. if there were. Yep. Um, pretty much checking out the grounds was uh, what they let us do. That's so cool. I, I, I don't know why I'm like so fascinated with it. Like, um, I, I just I, there's just something about that place because it's so mysterious that I think that it intrigues me at at some level. So, uh, would you ever go back, or are you yeah, like, oh, I've been there, and I don't really care anymore? Uh, you know, it'd be an interesting place to see again. 
but it, it did have that kind of mystifying, you know, what, what, what all is going on here? Very odd place, for sure. Nice. So, so how so, long you've been in this industry for a long time? How long have you been a photographer? Or do you? Let me ask you this: Do you like being called a paparazzi, or do you mind it? Because some people get offended. I mean, I I call myself a video journalist. I mean, some people call me paparazzi. I don't care, but I I give myself the title as a street journalist. You know, but uh, do you mind the title paparazzi? I don't really. Um, it never bothered me. I know there was always that connotation, so. You know, maybe people say, you know, don't tell me you're a paparazzi. Or I would say, yes, I'm a photojournalist, celebrity photojournalist. So, but, you know, I never took uh, paparazzi to be such a bad word, even though I know that a lot of people think that. I never took it as that. So, Adam, I got to tell you, this he, he he's playing it pretty coy, but this guy has had some of the biggest photos that you have probably ever seen. <laughs> and that, that's what that's what, what I kind of love about this uh, this podcast is because we're bringing people to the forefront of like, you've seen their work, but maybe you never knew who it was behind the camera. And so Joe it was actually the person that took the photo of uh, Britney Spears driving down the street with Sean Preston on her lap. He was the the photographer behind that. And if you remember, a long time ago, there was a really, really famous photo set of Jennifer Lopez out on a jog on the day that she was supposed to be walking down the aisle marrying Ben Affleck. And this is the guy who took that extremely famous photo of her out for the jog. So Joe has been doing this for a very long time. He's very been very successful in this industry. Um, but uh, Joe, I will get into those stories because I'm dying to know how you got those. But like, give us a little insight of how did you even get into this industry in the first place? Because I've been told you were a toy engineer before being a paparazzi. Yeah, um, I'm originally from Michigan. And uh, the company that I was working for, uh, toy company, was bought by a company in in uh, California, and so they had uh, asked everybody, you know, if you want to move out, we're taking people out. So I was like, you know, I hadn't been anywhere out of Michigan. So I was like, yeah, I'll do it. And uh, it was going pretty well with that. But on the uh, lunch breaks, I would go into Malibu because the company was in Malibu, and I would see celebrities all the time. And I had a knack for spotting them, you know, random people that were in, you know, my cousin's brother, uh, you know, celebrity from a random show. But I was able to spot these people. So uh, I uh, picked up a small Sony camera one day and uh, went into Malibu and was going to try and take a picture. And uh, ended up this guy came up to me and said, hey, what are you doing? You jump on my story. And I had no idea what he was talking about. I was out to lunch with people from work. And uh, it turns out it was uh, Steve Ginsburg thinking I was jumping his story. So I walked away and waited and watched this guy sitting in his car. And it turns out he was waiting for, I believe it was Kate Beckinsale coming out of a store. And he started shooting. I was like intrigued. So I went over after she had left and said, hey, what what are you doing? Are you... uh, are you working for her? Like, no, man, we're paparazzi. And so at that point, I was very interested in uh, what he was doing and, and the story behind paparazzi and celebrity photography. And so from that day, I just started seeing people and then eventually met up with Steve again. And 
took pictures on the weekends when I had time and went out with him on the road and saw what it was like. And eventually I got laid off from the job, the toy company. Right away I went out and just started working paparazzi full time and never looked back. An amazing job. It's so crazy. It's awesome, and and I was also told that uh, you know you kind of you kind of mentioned this that you do have this innate knack of being able to recognize the most random, bizarre people, and I'm told that it's like more than any other person out there. Like you can recognize someone in the back of a movie that turned out to be a famous person. Like that's that's what your real talent is. Yeah, the random. The more random, the the better I am at uh, figuring out who they are, and I can never know. At, their, I never figure out their name, but I can I can picture what they're in. You know, movie, TV show, a, whatever it might be. You you tell me because you're out on the streets. You you've got to recognize people. How like how important is it to be able to just like spot someone instantly? You know what? There, I, mean, I think I, there's there's for for I, for paparazzi. There's paparazzi that could spot celebrities. And then there's paparazzi that could spot paparazzi. And I'd say that's the most important part of yeah. the job is spotting celebrities. And, you know, there's, there's, there, I'd say there's more paparazzi that could spot paparazzi. You know, we call it sometimes jumping jobs rather than spotting celebrities. But it's, it's very important, you know. I, I, to be honest with you, I don't watch any of these shows that are on TV. Like, majority of these shows, you can't watch all. There's so much TV. But I read a lot of the, the, outlet, the outlets. You know, I read Hollywood Pipeline and in the blast. So I see a lot about like who these celebrities are. Um, so, but it's so important. I mean, that's the, really, that's where you, that's where you're able to make your money is from getting those type of shots from the people no one knows about. And getting the exclusives. Right. Cause if you're, if you're just seeing another set of paparazzi or another like guy out there shooting photos, you're not going to have the exclusive and the big money comes from the exclusives, right? Yeah, that's exactly right. And that's what makes the difference is if you can spot these people, then you're going to have yourself an exclusive story, which is a much better deal than than jumping something where there's 20 other people having the same shot. Well, let me ask you this. When you got those, you know, the Britney Spears photo or that Jennifer Lopez photo, photo, were they by any chance, were those exclusive? So um, uh, it's interesting. So I'll start with the uh, J-Lo on the beach. That was in Miami. And uh, right after she'd broken up with Ben Affleck. And it was it was the first time that it was like paparazzi and your your regular news media were in the same place waiting at uh, J-Lo's house for the story, essentially. And so she came out that morning and you know, a line of cars going down the, uh, the main road there, the freeway, hopping onto the beach. And uh, she just got out nonchalantly with her entourage and started going for a jog. So I was like, wow, this is amazing. And now different from a paparazzi versus a news agency, uh, everybody else got back in their cars and went out to start to send. Well, I'm like running down the beach trying to get some shots of her uh, working out. And I'm like, I'm already far enough down the beach and I just need to try and keep going. So I would come up and I, I found a hotel worker who had a, uh, a golf cart. I said, listen, man, I need to follow this person. I'll give you 20 bucks. And I gave him 20 bucks. He took me down the beach in front of her. I shot some shots. Well, she's still going. I'm way past my car now. 
So I go down further. I get into a, uh, a garbage truck, somebody who's in the garbage truck doing their job, getting the garbage. And I say, listen, man, I got 20 bucks here. Can you take me down the beach? I'm trying to get pictures of this celebrity. So I hop in <laughs> with him. And uh, another set of pictures of her running down. And finally, uh, she stops. Gosh, it must have been it must have been a couple miles up the beach. At that point, stops with her friends and and goes for a swim. And That's at that point, cool. I'm exclusive. I'm exclusive running down the beach. I'm exclusive for a while uh, getting her swimming. There's another company that showed up, but they weren't as close as I was at that point, and I had gotten all the stuff before that. So that was, I, a, I think that's that just was a, a fun. It's just such a fascinating story to think that, like, you know, when you when you see that photo in a magazine, you just think, oh, you know, someone was out there and they saw J Lo running down the beach. But like the behind the scenes story of what like really went down, you paying a uh, you know someone with a golf cart jumping into a trash truck, like. That's crazy. And it's all, you know, because people's constant curiosity with these huge celebs, they want to see these photos. It's unbelievable. Oh, I just yeah. hope you're able to reimburse yeah, the amazing. money. You were reimbursed. Or you made the money back. All right. That was a joke, guys. You're supposed to laugh there. Um, it's okay. Um, but, uh, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It, was, it broke up, so I couldn't really hear what you said. But. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's great. Um uh, no, forget the joke was not good. I promise you. But um, you know, with that, as soon as like, I just got Caitlin Bristow from the Bachelorette, their Bachelor. I don't mean to brag, guys, but uh, we're talking about huge stars here. But I, after getting that, it's a huge rush. Like I'm excited. Once you got those photos, were you just like very giddy? Were you excited? Were you anxious because you just got these huge shots that you knew you're either a gonna make a lot of money or b like they're gonna be they're gonna be wanted. Like someone's gonna want these photos. So you just broke a story. Oh yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, it's Miami. So I'm, I'm going down the beach and I'm sweating bullets because it's, you know, 95 with hundred percent humidity. And, uh, somewhere along the way I had lost my cell phone. So oh. not only had I had these stories, uh, I later found out, uh, Steve is trying to call me over and over and over again. And I have no phone. I can't get a hold of anybody. So it was just a crazy, crazy time. We finally hooked up and I was able to pick up another phone, but yeah, the, the stories behind the pictures can often be uh, really interesting stories in themselves, really. No, absolutely. And, and so, okay, now now that we've got J-Lo out of the way, well, for, hold on. How, mu- how much money do you think was made off of those photos over the last, whatever, 20 years or whatever, however long ago that was? You know, I don't even know the numbers because working, that was with another agency. So mm. at that time, there was no. There was no reporting you know, like that. Is, but do you, do you, do you yeah. think they were worth like like a half million bucks? Uh, at that time, I would I would think easily. Probably well oh, over that's that. Insane. Half million. It, just, it was the biggest story at the time. And it was falling into that. Uh, regular news as well you know they yeah. were also following it everyone was, that was something that i remember yeah it was unbelievable uh okay okay so moving on to the britney story how did that go down like how do you how are you in the right place at the right time to see britney driving down the street with her son on her lap so that was an interesting uh story as well uh it started off 
early in the morning, uh, just going to hang out in Malibu and, you know, see who's going to get their coffee. And uh, happened that Britney Spear pulls up to uh, the Starbucks there. And her driver gets out and goes inside, and she gets over into the driver's seat with her her son on her lap, you know, playing uh, with the steering wheel. And so I had mentioned to a couple of people, you know, we got to watch this. She's got her kid, and she's just playing around. I saw her, and I didn't shoot because she was like, you know, giving me the wave, like, you know, don't shoot. So I'm like, fine. I want something more interesting, something where she's doing something. And I'm thinking she's going to go somewhere next. So the driver comes out with the, uh, the drinks, and he hops in the passenger side. I'm like, well, wait a minute. What is he doing? And she starts pulling out, and she's got her son on her lap and just pulls out in, into Malibu and starts heading down the, the freeway. At this point, I'm like, well, that's not good. That's not right. <laughs> and um, You think? Yeah. So I'm like, at this point, I know that we got to get that shot. Not thinking anything of it, except that, you know, that's kind of dangerous to do. And uh, so we got the pictures that we got. And after that, it was kind of like, uh, okay, that's that's good. Uh, the agency was saying that, uh, you know, that sounds like a new set of pictures. Let's see what else she's going to do. Well, she ended up going back home right after that. Then about half an hour later, I'm starting to get calls saying, so how did this go down? What was going on? And then more calls, and then news people are trying to get a hold of me. And the agent's like, do you want to talk to these? I'm like, no. <laughs> you know, I'm the guy behind the camera. I'm not in front of anything. And uh, it turns out to be the story that it was. It was such a big deal that uh, it wasn't just a small set of pictures. It, it happened to be, you know, what... What started out uh, getting all the craziness between your paparazzi news entertainment and your uh, your regular regular news again, or it was all over the place. Did Britney oh, reach I, out I by any chance, or like see you taking the photos, and or she knew you were taking the photos the entire time? Uh, she did not know. She was driving, and uh, I literally. Uh, stuck my arm out the window with the camera and blindly shot, you know, wide angle, but because she had taken a uh, U-turn and it ended up going home. So when she turned, uh, I was pretty much right next to her. So I just held up the camera and crossed my fingers and shot. And that's the shot that you see of her uh, with her son. And she's just driving along there. Now, I, I actually think I like remember that day, like, because it was such a big photo, I remember because I was working at TMZ at the time, and that photo came in, and it just like everyone in the newsroom just stopped going, "What the hell?" But in reality, I feel that Brittany probably just didn't even realize that that was such a like a scary thing to do. Like I think that her coming from a small town in Louisiana, I think it was probably normal for people to drive around with kids on their lap in the front of the car, no car seats. You know, it's it's funny yeah. that we all kind of like you know, chastise her for, but I think in reality, she didn't understand the the gravity of the situation and was just like, oh yeah, this is how I grew up. So why would it be any different for when I have a kid? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, exactly. Think, I, I think it I definitely agree with that. 
And she probably had no idea that it was such a big deal. Uh, I just thought it looked unsafe. I didn't think it was a huge story necessarily, but I just thought, gosh, that doesn't seem like it's a safe thing to do. Uh, maybe get a couple shots of it. But yeah, I think it, I think to her, it was probably just nothing, no big deal, you know. <laughs> Crazy. And then it changed like California law. It turned out to be a really big photo set. But, you know, so, so Adam, I want to ask you, what was, you know, I'm going to transition here because I want to get into what celebrities are really like. And uh, I, I'm curious because I've, I've watched Caitlin Brist over the years. So Adam, I want to see what was Caitlin like today. And then I want to ask Joe to kind of give me some stories about run-ins with celebs and who maybe was super cool and who was kind of a, an asshole or something. So Adam, what was it like seeing Caitlin today? Is she pretty awesome or no? She was actually her and her boyfriend were that you know he was on the Bachelorette as well, Bachelor yeah, and uh, or the Bachelor stuff shows as well. They were both very nice and they were both very cool. Um, they looked very young in person, um, which is a good thing, I guess. They want to look young, but I, was, you know, when you see them on the show, they they have the the clothes and the lighting hits them. They look like, you know, just these, you know, just big they look like stars and then you see them in person on the street in new york city and they kind of blend in um uh, but de definitely a good looking couple but also very nice um so that was refreshing if they were dicks by any means i would have been really upset by them like you know who the fuck do these people think they are they're just on the bachelor but fortunately they were very nice they actually took some photos of some people who spotted them on the street they took photos with fans on the street who kind of spotted them uh, i was exclusive as far as the photographer those but they were they were very nice and cool about it Nice. Well, I, I don't even, honestly, I have no idea who the hell she's dating now after her and Sean broke up. So yeah, <laughs> I feel a lot of, I feel out of the loop, but, uh, Joe, so I kind of wanted to give you a second right there so you could actually think of a story. So I wasn't putting you two on the spot, but is there, is there any like really memorable moments that you've had running into celebs over the years? Um, there's a couple that I was thinking of. Um, I had, uh, I've been shooting uh, Tom Cruise and Katie Holmes. They went to a baseball game, and it was a crowd of people, and I had broken my ankle, so I was on crutches because who can stop working when it's so fun? <laughs> so, so I was trying to get pictures, and, uh, you know, he said, hey, what happened? You know, in the crowd of all this going on, he was nice enough to stop and say, hey, what's going on? And I said, you know, I broke my ankle, but uh, I'm out here, and he was – very cordial, very nice. Um, I've always thought that he he was considering all the stuff that you know he's gone through with uh, people taking pictures and and all that. He's he's always struck me as a very nice guy. Tom Cruise, guy. yeah, Tom Cruise is he's a star. Like he's got. Do you feel like he's got? I always say like people like Tom Cruise is one of them. There's very few celebrities. But Tom Cruise is probably maybe the biggest one. Like when you're around them, they have this uh, Tom Cruise, Brad Pitt, Oprah. They have this aura about them. Like you feel their energy when you're near them. And I've it sounds like such a weird yeah. thing to say, but he's just very professional about it. Like his team, he's just he's an, he's a star. And the way he treats everyone, he's a star. He's you know he kind of when he's working or he when he's promoting something, you see him. But you know the past few years, you know you don't really see him in his private life anymore. And but when he comes out, he makes sure you see him, and he he gives it up like he's a good guy when it comes to that. Would you agree with that? Well, and I also yeah, I also think that these 
super huge celebrities, like you said, like the Oprah, the Brad Pitts of the world, the Angelinas, the Tom Cruises, it's almost like they have been surrounded by photographers for so many years that they know how to play the game and they understand the benefit of having their photo taken and being relevant and all of that stuff. And so to shoot them, it's not like, you know, you're not going to get attacked like like a Woody Harrelson kind of situation because they get it. They understand the benefit of it. And uh, you, you never hear those stories about someone like that going nuts on the paparazzi. Yeah, no, it's true. You, they, they're absolutely. just they're cool about it, but also because they're calmer about it, it makes because they're so calm about it. I feel like at least in New York, it makes the photographers more calm about it, which makes the people, the security more calm about it, which makes the people on the street more calm about it. Whereas if you have someone who's kind of a little bit harder to work with, it just makes everyone more paranoid and it just makes them more of like a shitty situation, you know, but like Tom Cruise is like, Hey, listen, Tom's coming out, everyone line up, boom, get it. You know, like, it's just kind of like, it just goes very smooth. Yeah, absolutely. And, he, uh, and it can be like that. Very professional. And he's taking his job seriously, which is being a celebrity. And, and you you deal with all the photographers and stuff and you get that out of the way and go about your day. It's when it's the crazy uh, people are trying to hide and they don't come out and they're rude to photographers. Then it just gets crazy. crazy. Have you had have you had any celebrities berate you by any chance or scream at you and just kind of belittle you or? You know, have you had any of those kind of interactions? Yeah. Um, it's funny because I was thinking, I was trying to think of what I've gone through in terms of somebody being negative. Um, and this was kind of a surprising one that I thought at the time as well. Um, I was out uh, with the guys I was shooting with, and we were uh, following, we had spotted Tom Hanks uh, driving along. And no, so you can't tell me a bad story about Tom Hanks. No, no. <laughs> well, here, All right, here. put it on me. Let's hear it. I won't make it. a bad story about him because it was understandable once you hear the story. So we pull up and we're, we're following to see where he's going to go. And he pulls into this uh, kind of off of the beaten path. Uh, and it's a building and we're in a line of cars. And we're like, what's going on? Suddenly, we realized that it is uh, a school. So now we're we're nice guys. We're not trying to push anybody's buttons. We realized it was a school. We were not going to shoot because he was dropping his kids off. So we drove past, and we were in line to get out of the area. Well, he had seen us, and he got out of the car, and he started off on us like it, I was shocked pounding on the window and screaming and there was people around and I was like, Oh my gosh, this is Tom Hanks. And I feel so bad. And it, it was, it was, it was insane. It really was. And he just went off. And that was probably the worst where I was just like, Oh my gosh, this guy, he's so pissed right now. And we're, we're trying to leave, but we're stuck in line, you know? And, we ended up explaining, you know, what we were doing. So we were not trying to uh, bother him while he was at school dropping his kids off. We were trying to leave. But it was an interesting story, nonetheless. 
Oh my god. And yeah, I mean, I think that's when you see celebs probably go the craziest is when someone catches them at school dropping their kids off. I remember I saw photos of Halle Berry once doing that. I mean, that is a very no-go situation. So it's kind of nice to hear that you're you're off limits with that as well because I I know that there are paps out there that they don't care if someone's coming out of school or a kid and um I think there there definitely needs to be boundaries. So it's kind of good to hear you have that boundary. Yeah, and it was more so, uh, you know, back in the day, it was more about not getting seen and just taking your pictures and moving on. So nowadays it's a little more, you know, there's five or 20 people all trying to get the same shots, and they're not going to stay in the cars. They're going to be right in front of their face. So it's a little bit of a different mentality now than it, it used to be. So before we're you know, he's dropping his kids off. It's a conscious decision. Well, we don't want to disrupt his family time like that. Let's get out of here and we'll, you know, figure something else out to do. It's it's a fine balance between, you know, having some sense of uh, maybe we should hold off on this and, and actually working a story because it's something interesting. Who was your best celebrity interaction? Is there anyone like the celebrity as you got sh- shot them or you saw them on the street, they came over, they hung out with you, they bought you a beer? Have you had any experiences like that? Um, actually, in uh, we were shooting a wedding in Hawaii, and uh, it was um, Matt LeBlanc, I believe. And uh, also there, who we didn't know, was Chris Martin and Gwyneth Paltrow. And we ran into Chris Martin, and he ended up buying us smoothies, chatting with us a little bit, and uh, giving up a few shots. And it was a really interesting interaction with him. Just hearing a lot of good Chris you know, Martin stories lately, Dax. You hear that? I know that Chris Martin must be the the secret agent, nice guy out there. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, it's I've yeah. I've met him on a plane once, and he was super cool and nice. But also, I've heard some really weird experiences with him. But I've met him, and he was he was really nice to me. I saw him on a plane. I was on my way to a bachelor party, and he came over and said hi to the guys. But uh, that's good to hear that Chris Martin, because I don't think people realize that, especially with Gwyneth. This is when he was with Gwyneth when they were, you know, that's a hot shot right there. But it seems like he was pretty cool, and he was just in a happy place, so you can't be really pissed off in Hawaii. Yeah, <laughs> no, absolutely. Well, that's the and thing. It's and we Hawaii. actually saw Gwyneth at that time. You, wait, you saw Gwyneth? Yeah, just after that, uh, we spotted Gwyneth, and she pulled over. We talked to her for a minute, and she said, oh, you guys were the guys that were hanging out with Chris. He said, you guys were very nice. And she gave us a little, you know, pulled up for a few shots, and we let her on her way, and it was very cool that way. You know, mm-hmm. giving respect and, and having a little respect for the celebrity, they, in turn, can uh, give you a nice set of pictures, which was was nice. So you've been doing this for how many years now? Boy, since uh, 2002. Yeah, 2002 is so when I... So yeah. after all these years, how do, you, how do you feel like the landscape has changed? I know you said that there's obviously more paparazzi, but like, you know... It, do you feel that it's a better situation now, a worse situation? You've kind of been there through, you know, photos only being in magazines to the birth of the, like, 
real digital age and there being the TMZs and, you know, all the media outlets online, how do you feel that it has changed as a paparazzi? I think there is a lot more content now, which is good for the media. But in terms of, you know, a photographer, it can be a little bit hard because you're not getting your exclusive stories as much. And you have to deal with, you know, two, three to 20 other people getting the same shot. So I, I, when I started doing it, there were not a whole lot of people doing it. And it was all about not getting seen and not disrupting what was going on because that didn't pay off in the end. You know, you want to get a shot of uh, Britney Spears doing something interesting versus coming out of Starbucks because coming out of Starbucks is great, but uh, her, you know, going to the beach and playing with her kids is a more interesting story and something that uh, I think people find more interesting. But if you've got, uh, you know, 10 guys, 20 guys there, probably she's not going to go to the beach because she's going to know that there's a bunch of people and she's not going to do that. So I think in terms of over the years, there's just more content, if you will, for, for news and uh, all the media, media agencies on the Internet, but there's not as much for photographers in terms of uh, exclusives and uh, money for shots, if you will. Is there one celebrity that you're really interested in getting right now? Is there like when you look at your your sheets, your to see who's like you know who's selling? Is there is there one person you're really after, or like especially being in LA, there's there's one person that's been doing really well for you as far as in sales go? Um, nothing stands out really. Uh, not like it used to. It, it's more you know, get a little bit here, get a little bit there. And sometimes all you can get is the coming out of Starbucks or coming out of a restaurant uh, at night versus actually getting something that's more of an interesting story. And even if you get an interesting story, are they, are they going to pick that up? Because everybody doesn't want to pay, you know, the big money that they used to. Yeah. Is there, do you guys, as far as the paparazzi in LA go, do you guys just, you know, at night, I'm sure you guys hang outside Craig's and Boa and see what we could get, but do you guys just ride around the Beverly Hills neighborhoods and see if you find, you know, Chris Pratt walking a dog or, you know, Sharon Osbourne going for a walk? Is that something that the paparazzi do in LA? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I know for me, that was a big thing is going out and uh, they call it fishing. You know, you maybe work on somebody uh, going to get a Starbucks in the morning. Then in the afternoon you fish, you're going out and you're driving around essentially looking for somebody, anybody at that point. And that's where it comes in handy to have a keen eye on, on spotting somebody. Uh, and that could be walking down the street, coming out of a shop, uh, driving past you, uh, driving past you with a tinted window car. You know, you, you start to pick up on how to see these things as you're driving down the road, 35 miles an hour. You know, it's, you, you'd be surprised on how tired you can get after a day of just looking for somebody. And it's not somebody in particular. So you've got to go through your, <clears throat> your 
your mind and, and try and think of all the people that you've ever seen in, in anything. That's what I enjoy about doing it is that it really is kind fun. of an art form. You got to say like to be able to just recognize people is pretty much an art form. Hey, While Joe, driving heard, around. Yeah. I heard that you are in Michigan right now. Are you actually staying yeah. warm? Cause what is it like negative 20 or something ridiculous there right now? Yeah, I think it's like negative eight with a wind chill of uh, <laughs> negative 40 is what they're talking about. They've got the schools canceled. The, uh, the post office I just saw is not delivering for the next two days because of the cold. So it's it's almost like it's locked down. <laughs> Everybody's trying to oh stay warm. Now, it, like, does everyone just literally stay inside their houses? What do you do when it's that cold? Because it doesn't ever drop that low here in California. So I don't even know what I would do if it was, you know, negative 10, negative 20. That sounds ridiculous. Yeah. Well, you pretty much are staying inside. Staying warm, or you bundle but like, do up people go to work? <laughs> do people yeah, go to work, but, though? you know, a lot of places do close. Uh, I know the university closed, which they never closed. It's one of the, the things that they pry, but it's so cold that they've closed for two days. Uh, all the kids' schools have closed, the post office. So I know there's people out there still going to work, but uh, it's, it's definitely shut the town down quite a bit. Jeez, how 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 cold is it there, Adam? It is twenty three degrees right now. It's supposed to probably feels like fifteen, but it's supposed to drop to like maybe five degrees tonight. Oh my god, what is wrong with you guys? Yeah. Get the hell out of there! <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I'm having a great time. I'm blessed. It's so good. Life is good. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, we are going to wrap up. Joe, thank you so much for coming on with us. It's thank you, really brother. fun to hear sure. these little behind the scenes stories. Like, I, I, you know, Adam, I don't know about you, but like, that's my favorite part of this podcast is just hearing the story behind the story. Oh, it's great. It's so interesting. I always, I always want to hear who's a dick, who's cool, who's nice, what's a good experience, what's an amazing experience to have with a celebrity. I love that stuff. I love it. So, um, yeah. it, it, Joe, uh, I hope that we can still look forward to seeing some of your uh, your photos out there floating around because I know that you're a very talented photographer. Um, Adam, oh, if, they, if people want to find you on social media, where do they head to? They can find me at, at Adam Glynn, A-D-A-M-G-L-Y-N on social, on Twitter, on, on Instagram. I'm around, baby. Let's do it. 2019. <laughs> uh, Joe, are you on social media? <laughs> Uh, I'm not as much. No, I mostly watch yeah. what other people are doing. <laughs> it can be a nice tool for that. <laughs> uh, you can find me at Dax Holt on pretty much every social media platform out there. And don't forget to check out the Hollywood Pipeline. They, you know, We've got a, a Facebook page, YouTube, Twitter, all of that, keeping everyone up to date on all the latest going on in uh, Hollywood and around the world. So HollywoodPipeline.com. And we will uh, chat with you guys next week. It sounds like we're getting – I know we tease you guys, but we actually do have some pretty interesting guests on the books lined up that I think you guys will be very entertained with. I'm excited for them. It's some really, really good guests. Uh, February should be a very good month for the Hollywood Pipeline podcast. And hopefully the website, Dax, it's up to you. Yeah, yeah, I just, yeah. I start yeah. yelling. <laughs> <laughs> I just yell at you, Dax. All right. <laughs> All right, guys, have a good one. We'll see you next week. Dax, Adam, thank you so much.